Hi, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. For months, we take time to prepare and educate ourselves on this new adventure of motherhood. But as we all know, once the baby is born, we're still left with so many questions and need all the help we can get. Women really should have a sense of empowerment as they begin to experience these life-changing moments. And no one mother has it all figured out. However, the more informed we are, the better decisions we can make that will positively affect us and our family. And that's what this podcast is about. Sharing honest, raw, and real conversations about motherhood, life, and all of the crazy, messy, beautiful in-betweens to hopefully educate, empower, and support the next mother on her motherhood journey. So sit back and enjoy. Hello, welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. I'm super excited. I have a very special guest, Miss Jill Zambon, owner and founder of Brave Original Designs. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. So before we get into Brave Original Designs, which is why I know we're talking today, why don't you tell me a little bit about who you are, your motherhood journey, all of that good stuff, and then you know, kind of segue into the creation of Brave Original Designs. Absolutely. So I was born and raised in Vermont. So I grew up in a really small town, went to a small school. When I was 18, I decided it was time for a little break from that. And so I joined the Navy. Um, And at that time, I have always done really well in math. So they convinced me to be an engineer in the Seabees. So the CBs are the construction battalion within the Navy. It's a really small, tight-knit community. Like, you cannot beat it. I absolutely just adore the CBs. So I did that for five years. So I um, was a reservist for two years while I finished undergrad school. And then I went on to be active duty for three years. Came home, moved back home to Vermont. Um, I also earned my master's degree while I was in the Navy. So when I came home, I had a good like engineering and project management background. And then I also had my MBA. So I got this amazing job, um, did that for a few years, you know, had my daughter later on in life. I think I was 28, I believe. Um, and then recently we moved to Florida. So, you know, we were just with COVID and being locked down. Um, I'm a single mom. So between working full time and trying to homeschool her and taking care of a house, it was just, it was a lot. So we've always vacationed to Florida. We love it here. And I said, okay, we're just going to move to Florida. So we sold all our belongings in the car, me, my daughter, dog, and, and drove down to Florida. And when was this? This was in October of last year. So 2020. 2020. In the middle of COVID. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Good for you that you even had that. And you had vacation here, but did you have any family? Do you have friends? No, nothing. Completely new, fresh start. Wow. Good for you. Um, And where I'm in Florida. Where in Florida? So Venice. It's like right between Tampa and Naples. Oh, I didn't know we had a Venice here. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm very familiar so with that side. Yes, I love it. Yes. Okay. So go on. So you're there. So now you're in yes, Florida. So you're... we're here. Yep. Um, and so I've been in the corporate world for, since I got out of the Navy in 2011. Um, and I think there's this, we're taught growing up that like to make it in life, you know, you need to be a doctor, a lawyer, or like a director in this, in a large company and then hit the six figure. Like there's this this obsession with titles and with this six figure income. So fast forward to now, I've got it, right? I've got all the boxes checked and I'm like, this just isn't cutting it, right? Like there's some imbalance between where's the time to have fun and enjoy life because I'm like working so hard. Oh, and I got a doctorate degree too on top of everything. Like, so when you you. yeah, five years took me to get the stinking thing, but I got a doctorate degree too. So like, here I am, I was really focused on just like checking the boxes and doing the things I thought I was supposed to do. So when we moved to Florida, just the entire vibe is different. I've always been in New England, except for my time in the Navy. And I think it's just, it's so deeply ingrained in that culture that like you work, you, you work. 
that's what you do. Or maybe that's just my family and that's my upbringing. Um, so when we moved down here and I saw people like they don't, they work to live, but it's not their key thing. Like they're bringing their kids to school and picking them up from school and just like not, not working constantly, you know, yeah. you, but it's just completely different vibe. Mm-hmm. And so I just started to think like, what do I really want in life? And I think something I really am longing for at this point is freedom. So the freedom for me and my daughter to get in a car and go travel, we love to travel in COVID, like really put a damper on that. So, you know, we just, for a, for a little while, we looked at a camper and like thought about kind yeah. of less and doing that kind of thing. But obviously I can't do that with the job now. So one day I was just laying awake, so stressed out. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, what am I going to do? And I got up and I started drawing and just had these amazing fashion designs. And I was like, where did this come from? I've always been, I used to be super artistic when I was younger, but I started to focus so strongly on the logical side of my brain. I've kind of lost that artistic side. Well, and to your point, we've been ingrained and because gosh, it sounded so similar to me. Like I had this thing as a child of like, of having a title. I knew I was going to have a C and an O, CEO, CFO of some regard, never thinking it could be a CEO, CFO for my company, but for someone else, right? And having these titles. And may I ask, what did you get a doctorate in? Because you just like zoom past that, but it's like, hello, that's important. <laughs> what, what did you, what, what did in you In healthcare, do? healthcare administration. Wow. So my, yeah, my goal at that time was exactly what you just said, to be a C something O in like a rural hospital facility that was my goal so my doctor is in healthcare administration um but healthcare is its own you know there's a lot there that it's just it's a whole nother podcast <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so okay um, so yeah so so yeah so it's ingrained in you and you're like okay wait a minute so now maybe a little bit from COVID too how old is your daughter may I ask how old is she's she now? seven Okay. So now you're sitting here and, you know, for what all, for all intent purposes, maybe it was also COVID too, where you're like, okay, something Mm -hmm. has to give. I want more freedom in my life. You know, life is short. So now you're starting to get this to your, to kind of tap into your creative side. And from there, go on. Yeah. So I just, I came up with all these fashion designs and I was like, wow, this is really crazy. And I've always been just loved fashion like growing up in middle school I would make my parents take me to Canada and this underground mall and I would get just like the most fashionable clothes just very different eclectic. like I've always had a very standout style and so I was like oh my gosh why didn't sooner <laughs> and so I just I don't know I was like I I can do this. There's someone I was in the military with that um, he started like a women's athletic brand and he's like really grown it and whatnot. And so I was like, if he can do it, I can totally do it. I think we all just need that one person that has done it to be like, oh, I can do that, right? If they can do that, I can do that. And so I started researching manufacturers and really started to build kind of this vision so around like being sustainable and eco-friendly, right? like I don't want to cause more harm. So speak on that because um, Brave Original Designs is Brave Original Designs is a female female veteran-owned brand creating sustainable and eco-friendly clothing for women. Why would I understand that, right? Um, I, and I, not right, but it's like I, I get you. We, we try and be non-toxic in our home not wanting to add, right? But why was it so important to go that direction? Because that's not you could have easily been to been, you know, to say, I'm just going to get a manufacturer in another country, probably China, get a bunch of t-shirts and sell it. What, because this is the harder way. Right. And I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Why, why was it important? And I think you should speak on it because I think it's important for whoever's listening to this to really, truly understand where the brand story comes from and why Mm -hmm. you're trying to be impactful in this way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I think about my daughter, right? And harm we're already doing to the earth. And just, I don't want her to grow up in a place that's just toxic and just like, you know what I mean? I would like to leave this place 
a good place for her and future generations to grow up. And like you said, it would it would be so easy to just go out and find a manufacturer and start selling clothes. And it has been significantly more difficult to find a manufacturer that aligns with my ethics because I also and I ask questions about how they treat their workers. Um, making sure that they're fair trade, making sure that they are really good to their workers, because that's very important to me too. Um, but it's just, it's just what I believe in. I, you know, I, I want people to be treated well. So we, um, we found a manufacturer that aligned with that. They do a lot of good work. They're like a couple projects that they're working on is how to grow cotton in the color that you want the final product to be because is a lot of what produces that toxicity um and so they're working they've got you know they use like they like to to phrase it as they they give fabrics a second chance at life so things that somebody else might toss out how can they reuse that and create That's amazing yes so they've been great um i think we'll end up this is our first we're still working on our first collection so i think we'll end up kind of going different ways after this just because are, they're a lot more like slow to produce and stuff like that, which makes it a little difficult when you were building a business. But we are looking at other manufacturers that still keep those same ethics and those same values. So there are a few, but um, yeah, press forward on that as well. So this idea came to you just recently? Very recent, yep. Um, end of December. And then I like registered as a business in the beginning of January. Love it. I love that, you know, the idea came to you and you were like, you know what, I can do this. Now, may I ask, are you still working? Do you still have your I am job? still working, yeah. <laughs> so tell me how that process has been like, because I also had, I was in corporate and I was trying to build my businesses, um, particularly with what I'm doing with my podcast and, and the motherhood side of things. And I was like, I can't do this. But then in my heart of hearts, I'm like, it's not that I can't. It was like, my just heart wasn't in that company anymore. I wasn't getting the support that I, I needed. And then, you know, uh, uh, it, it's one of those things. Um, oh, what's the word? It, it was kind of like serendipity where it was like, well, it just wasn't working out. And I was like, my husband was like, well, you said you wanted more time. So I'm like, okay, so maybe this is telling me certain things. So how has it been for you? And I don't want to uh, use the word balance because I feel like even though you are, but how are you juggling? How are you maintaining trying to build this business? Because let me tell you, for the for the podcast, we're listening to this. I know this this world um, as far as looking into it, because I have friends who have been into it. I've looked into it for certain things that I've done for my motherhood brand. So I know um, the, the tip of the iceberg of what it takes. How has it been maintaining being a mom? You are a single mother, working and doing this. Like kudos to you because I know it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean it's overwhelming. Like there's no, there's no denying that. Um, I usually, I'm an early riser anyway, so I'm usually up by five a.m. I I still find time to take care of myself because if I don't take care of me, there's not anything to give to any of these companies. Um, so I, I wake up, I do my Bible readings, my coffee every day, journaling, go to the gym, come home, get Jade to school. And then if, you know, if I'm early enough, I spend time to like check emails for my, my fashion business, you know, reply to people, all that stuff. Sunday mornings is when I do all my social media scheduling and posts and get the content created. Um, on Wednesdays, I meet with my team because I do have a team of interns. So I kind of direct and figure out what I need to do. And then Fridays, I also have a working session with um, one of my interns to like keep the website up to date and stuff like that. So I carve out the time, but it has to be scheduled, super good time management. The other thing is I was getting to the point where my, my evenings, I wasn't spending any time with my daughter because I was so focused on the business. Yeah. Um, and then I realized like it's me driving the schedule. So... I don't have to. I don't have to be awake until 10 o'clock and I'm working on this stuff and completely ignoring her. Yeah. So just swing the pendulum back a little bit where, you know, 6 p.m., the phone and the computers need to be turned off. And then she gets my time until she goes to bed because otherwise it's, you know, it's straining our relationship and it's just, 
it's hard, but um, I had looked at potentially going part-time at my corporate job and that's a viable option that I'm thinking of. Um, we'll see, but it's um, just scheduling is critical. Do you think, which, um, and I didn't say this before because I knew you were going to the story, thank you for your service. Do you think your discipline in working in the Navy um, kind of has transcended from, you know, now you're, you're in it, right? So there's a certain level of discipline when you're trying to be an entrepreneur, you're trying to grow a business, you're trying to grow a sustainable, eco-friendly business that's already difficult in itself. Um, and the fact that you have interns, I love it. Um, and I understand, right? Because you're like, all right, I have a team. So let me work with interns who could help me in the, in, in, um, in the interim <laughs> of things. But do you feel being in the Navy kind of helped you with that discipline to kind of get to where you get up early and you know, let me follow that schedule, know when this is complete and move on? Mm-hmm. Definitely, for sure. And I think even my doctorate degree, like that thing was brutal. Um, that helps too, because for five years, I was just like grinding on the stinking thing until I finally finished it. I think I took one break like one mental health break. And then I was like, okay, I'm too far in this. I have to finish. And I'm wow. the type of person that like, when I decide something's going to happen, it is going to happen. Like I will push until that happens. So. Love it. Yeah. You had a toddler because she was two years old. Like I'm thinking, I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And how was it? Um, I want to pivot a little bit to your time in the Navy because I know I I have family that have been in the army. I actually have a friend um, um, who also was, was, I believe in the army. So I have, I I know of people as far as that have um, been in the service, but, and they, they never had issues as far as maybe finding work after they either retired from the army or whatever. And I don't know if maybe this is me stepping on maybe my ignorance. Why is it that there is somewhere, there's someone like you or let's say my cousins in front who they were able to leave from whatever branch of service and to continue on, whether it paid for school or whether it, um, you know, they got help with paying the house. Like they just got so many benefits. Then we also hear the other side where there's people who said that they don't get it. What, what is that? I think it depends on what you do. A lot of it depends on what you do and how you sell that to an employer when you get out, right? So I was an engineer in the Navy. I was trained by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. I had like um, certification and all that stuff. I had hands-on experience, but I also knew I was not experienced enough to go be an engineer in the corporate world, but that just wasn't realistic. So I took the, I spun it as, okay, what about the project management component of being an engineer, right? The fact that somebody handed me blueprints and I had a team of 20 people I needed to direct every day for what they needed to do. And so that, that was the spin I took. So I think when people get out, if they can figure out what's, which skills within their military experience is something they can sell to an employer, that's critical. You get these people, unfortunately, who are front lines in the military, right? Gunners, mates, their infantry. That's all, that's all they know. You can't. And also, so I dated someone who was infantry in the army. And I also think there's the mental component of the things you see in those jobs. The PTSD. Your brain cannot, your brain can't, you, you can't acclimate to go sit and do a job every day, like after Gosh, so that's a whole nother thing. That's such a good point because then what's so sad to that is that then what do we do? These men are men and women, you know, like you said, the frontline workers. And and maybe that's where it was missing. It's like, no, it's the ones that are actually the infantry, like you said, and they come back, it's like, okay, now what do I do? I've been trained to do this, trained to basically attack under the orders that I get. What, what, what can I use that for? I guess some people do go into law enforcement or they do, you know, certain things to kind of stay, you know, it's not really in the same realm. Uh, but okay, no, that's, that's a really good point. Um, gosh, when I hear things like that, that's when I always say, I'm like, I wish, you know, we could do so much more to kind of take care of our vets in that regard. And I know that's a whole nother, probably could be a whole nother topic, just like healthcare, you know? Um, yes. But yeah, no, thank you for your service. And I'm glad that you were, 
you also had the the inkling to say, okay, I know, yes, I did this, but how, when I get out and I'm in civilian life, right? Mm-hmm. How am I going to spin this to where I can now be successful with it? Right. Yeah. And then um, something that's near and dear to my heart. So as we build this business and part of the vision for this, for this business is how can I give back to homeless people, right? Especially veterans and especially those with addiction. So I come from a long addiction. I've had my own issues with it too. I've been sober six years now, but how do we, I desperately want the ability to give back to those people because just giving them a place to stay and giving them food does not fix their mental illness and the addiction issues that probably underlie that. And a lot of them are veterans. So what's the PTSD stuff that they've got going on? Right. So like, can't, how's the saying go, teach a man to fish, right? He'll eat for a week, but if you give him the fish, he only eats for a day. So like, how do you help them? Um, and so that's something I, I told my team too. I said, do not let me forget about this mission, this mission. Like this is going to be what world. That's where I want our money. That's how I want to give back to the community. So. No, that's beautiful because yet to your point, it's like you're, they're putting a bandaid on it, but they're not actually fixing the problem. I also come from a family of, um, of addicts on whether it was drugs or alcoholism. Um, so it is in the blood, you know, of, and I, and I've seen it both sides, my mom's side and my dad's side. Um, so, yeah. And I think again, to your point, and then when it's someone from, unfortunately, who was a vet, a vet who, who was actually giving of themselves to service that unfortunately due to the PTSD and not getting the help to me, that's even worse mm-hmm. because it's like, it's almost like kind of be like, all right, thanks. I, yeah. And they're like the forgotten heroes, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's good that you kind of still keep it there. But to your original point, like you said, when you, you have to get up in the morning to take care of yourself to then be able to give to, you know, your job, your daughter, your company, well, it's the same thing here. You've got to get, you know, brave original designs up here to then you are able to kind of give back from there. Um, so when do you have, do you have an idea of when your first collection is going to come out? What's going on with that? Yeah. So we had hoped hoped to release a spring summer collection like now, Mm -hmm. um, COVID has completely turned everything upside down. Like it's so hard to get fabrics. Um, that's like right there getting fabrics. So we had our first round of samples. They were pretty good. We had some minor changes. Um, so now I'm working with the manufacturer just to get those changes done. They'll do another round of samples and then hopefully we'll be good from there to go to manufacturing. Um, it'll probably be later, like fall, if I had to guess. So September, October. But I've kind of gotten to the point mentally where it's just not going to happen. I cannot control the sourcing of fat bricks and so you know we'll we'll get the pieces out as soon as we can they're they're awesome I love them so much so I'm also eager like I have not been buying anything because I want to wear my own clothes <laughs> so yeah so that you could have your original pieces yes hello mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. and I'm actually on your website um so I'm under services and I see that it says we're more than a clothing brand which by the way I love your website um it's just so clean I, I love it um So closet consultations, tell me about Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, so people can book one-on-one closet consultations with me and we'll go through their closet, see like what doesn't serve them anymore. I think a lot of, I had a friend that was like, I seriously still have my ex-husband's like t-shirt in my closet, they need to go. So I meet with people and just say like, okay, what do you have that's not bringing you joy anymore or that you have bad memories, right? And so that's the first stuff to go, get it out of there. And then we go through and we look at the individual pieces and start to make some new um, like outfits and, you know, just try to mix things up a little. So people will tell me, okay, this is how I usually wear it. And then I'm like, yeah, okay, like what about this and this? And um, so that's been super fun when people, you know, I think they get nervous that like I'm going to judge you know, all their clothes. I'm like, seriously, my clothes are sold because I got tired of buying work clothes that didn't fit or weren't comfortable, which is why I started the company because I'm just like, I mean, it's crazy. And tell me, actually, I should say, what is going to be, so I understand they're eco-friendly. I understand they're sustainable. I love that as far as, 
you know, making sure things are fair trade, um, the slower fashion, right? I think that's the yes. terminology um, yeah. as opposed to getting the fast fashion at like the, I don't want to say the names, but you know, the, the places where you could get a t-shirt for $12.99 and it's just mm -hmm. fast fashion, right? And then it's done and we have them sitting in landfill. Um, what, uh, what is the style of, um, of at least your first collection or is, is brave, um, original designs overall? Is it chic? Is it contemporary? You know, is it for the girl next door? Can you wear it to work, but you could also wear it out? Yes, exactly. You can wear it to work and you can also wear it out. It's not, um, it's fun and um flexible enough you can really style it how you want like one of the pieces that will be part of the first release is a maxi dress but it ties on the shoulders so like if you want if you're comfortable showing more of your chest great you can do that if you are a little more reserved and want to like have it less showing that um you could wear that to work right with a coat over it you can wear it outside of work it's comfortable moves with your body we're also incorporating a lot of like stretchy materials into the fabrics and the designs because our bodies change every day and different times of the month and like what you eat right and so clothes are specifically designed to like move with your body and allow that expansion when you need it and then fit tight when you need it so that's the other that's probably you know it's it does it takes a little more time to pick the right fabrics and to get the right designs in order to deliver that but i think people will love that i agree to especially women i mean that's one of the issues i think people have is and why the fast fashion does work because you're like all right well i'll pay 12.99 for the shirt if i only wear it once i only spent 12.99 as opposed to investing in something and if they knew in investing it that the quality was going to be there, but that it can also move because to your point, yes, there's sometimes of the month, as we all know, especially women, um, where we're more bloated or if we eat certain things or whatever the case may be. Um, so I love that. And I love that you're intentional with thinking about that, right, for your customers. Um and what do you see next? So of course, obviously you go through your, your, your first launch and getting that out of the way. Mm -hmm. What is, I guess I could say like your overall mission for Brave Original Designs, or if you could say is the number one thing that you would love to look back five years from now? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I want it to be a large organization. I want it to be a multi-million dollar business. I want to empower women. Like I said, giving money to the homeless and um, more of a rehabilitation thing, not just throwing money at the problem. What would you say are like one, two, three, one to three, or maybe more that you have like high level tips for, let's say, women that want to turn their passion into business? Um, because again, I, I have to admire and applaud you. I love giving women their flowers of saying, look, you know, you're in the Navy, you know, you're a mom, you freaking got your doctorate in five years throughout your daughter's toddler through now seven, that's a huge accomplishment because I know those mom, early mom years, those are like, I'm tired, I'm sleepy, I need rest, um, especially as I get older. So what high level tips can you give maybe another mom or woman listening that's like, look, I have this passion idea, but I don't know. I don't know mm -hmm. if I should jump for it. You know, what are some tips? Yeah, I would say um, first things first, start, so when I started this whole thing, I read this book called um, The Morning Miracle by Hal Elrod, Elrod. And each morning you do what's called lifesavers. So S savers, so scribe, affirmations, visualization, exercise, read. Um, and then I can't remember, I think the last one, can't remember, like meditation kind of a thing. So implement those things and think about like what you want the longer picture to be. And then you down each piece into a small task that you can do each day. So like today, what am I going to do? I'm going to get on this podcast. That's one and only thing I'm going to do today, right? If you have the energy and the capacity to do more, then you can do more. But all those tiny one day steps will add up because in a year from now, like it's only been six months six months since I came up from with the idea and now, you know, we're getting ready for our second sample. We're doing marketing, like all of this stuff. And it, I haven't sat down for like eight hour days done this. It's been small, little tiny chunks, like sure. 
time, I spend 15 minutes on social media and I do outreach for my um, social media platforms. So again, not a huge thing. It's just little, small, tiny incremental steps. And then I think the other thing is just have an overall vision so that when you hit an obstacle, which you will, it's either going to be like if you know, a partner, like a partnership gone bad, financial issues, like you can pretty much guarantee those two at least, right? Um, frustrations, tired, whatever. Keep the idea of the overall long-term thing in your mind and go back to that. So when you get frustrated, think like, okay, but in five years, this is going to be huge. I need to focus on that. So that would be yeah. No, yeah, and that's good. Like you said, in six months, your website, I just went on your Instagram page. It's so beautiful. I love the fact that, you know, you're bringing awareness to it. Actually, there was another um, mompreneur that I had interviewed from the UK. She has a natural skincare line. Mm -hmm. And I was so, mind you, she didn't even have the launch yet, but I was so empowered by her why. And her putting on her Instagram page of just wanting to be um, natural and making sure she was intentional, the ingredients that she was creating. And this is, she's in London that by the time she did launch, I was like, oh, I'm in yeah. all from following her Instagram page. Yes. And yes. I, you know, again, I think it's, and I, I love those stories, someone like yourself, right? I'm on your Instagram page. I'm like, you don't necessarily have the product yet, but you're building, you're bringing the awareness, you're bringing the um, what's the word when you're building up the, um, oh, you know, the, oh goodness, but there's a word for when you're building anticipation for it. Right. Yes. Um, yes. and I love that you had that because yeah, you're six months in and you're like, no, we're going to do this. And I'm not going to wait to have the product to then sell it. I'm going to say, no, you're going to want this. You're going to want this. You're going to want this. So when it's finally here, it's boom. Yeah, exactly. Where do you think that came from? Did you read any books? Did you get into anything as far as the business way of it? Like, or did that just say, look, I'm going to put it out there and say, this is coming. And when it comes, it's going to come. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I, I feel like, and they asked me this on a podcast the other day. I just, I feel like everything I've done to date in my life has prepped me for this. Like I have a really strong project management background. So when I think, okay, what do I need to do next? That's great that this, you know, this launch is going to be late. It doesn't matter. I need to get ready for fall, winter. I can't dwell on this. I'm moving forward. I have to focus on the next thing, right? And then, oh, shoot, you didn't get the funding for two launches at one time. Now we're going to have to go out and get more funding, like constantly thinking ahead. And then, okay, once I have this product, I need to be able to sell it. So what do I need? I need to build a community where I can sell it, right? So it's just constantly like being a couple steps ahead of right now. It's important to be in the present. It's like this constant balance. It's important to be in the present, right? And enjoy right now. But sometimes you need to worry about what, what's happening in the future, right? For sure. And I think with entrepreneurs, I think if you talk to a lot of like, like when, I, when I'm saying like the successful, like the Shark Tank mm -hmm. entrepreneurs and like the, the business people that have built like multi-million dollar companies to where you're trying to get to a lot of them will say that it's like at this point they're like yeah you know it's 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 juggling or balancing that staying in the moment and understanding but also yes having to be two three steps ahead learning okay well what's next and like you said I think um I think there is an advantage when you do come from the corporate world, because um, the same thing with myself, I come from the corporate world. So like even answering emails, because I'll know business owners or entrepreneurs and they're like, oh, my email list. And I'm like, or they'll be like, I have so many unread emails in my mind. I'm like, that's automatic to me is email because I come from the corporate world. So it's ingrained. I answer emails. I have to reply to someone. I can't let someone like it's in my mind for like days mm -hmm. if I'm like, I don't respond. But that's the corporate yeah. mentality because that, we have to. <laughs> we have no choice. So right. I think there's something with having that corporate background or that high level working in admin that does kind of prepare you for that. Um, because, you know, I, 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 and not that another entrepreneur who maybe didn't have it, but I think it just, it allows and maybe adds some of that other discipline, just like the, the Navy gave you some of that in your project management skills. It's the same thing. I've managed teams. So I'm like, okay, well, if I have to do this, anticipating, well, if I'm dealing with this person, reading the room, okay, well, this person, this, all right, well, I'll, but you know what I'm trying to say, right? Of working mm -hmm. with that. Um, so yeah, so giving kudos. Presentations, right? Like giving, I, I mentioned this earlier this week. When I was in middle school, I was so shy, like elementary and middle school, so shy, like couldn't even order my own food at the restaurant. If someone said hi to me, I would hide my face, like so shy. And now fast forward to now, presenting to CEOs and CIOs in a room full of executives. And it's 
crazy, but those things have prepared me. I'll probably have to go out and do, you know, a funding presentation, right? So like I feel better prepared for that than I would have if I didn't have this corporate experience. A thousand percent. Same thing, me calling up people because my background is accounting and HR asking for, you know, when I was even just starting out, you know, late payments, AR, calling up on receivables. When I first started trying to get podcast guests, I'm just on Instagram like, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? Mm -hmm. You know, like, sure, this is this and learning and over time how to grow and pitching it. So, yeah, no. So cheers. Cheers to the corporate world for kind of setting us up and for, um, you know, for us to understand kind of what we need to kind of push to go to the next to go to the next steps. Mm-hmm. So I know you were saying that you do get up early, um, you know, you'll read your Bible, your journal and that kind of thing. Um, is there anything else that you want to kind of put out there that you do to recharge and kind of, you know, refill your cup to kind of say, okay, I'm ready again, because that's on a daily basis. And I'm sure there's some mornings more than other. But what do you really need that you're like, okay, I'm good now? where you have those long stretches and you're like, okay, now I'm good to go for another couple months. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So some mornings I'll wake up and I won't want to work out, like really won't. And, you know, it's been part of my routine for years. So on those days now, I'm able to say like, hey, probably shouldn't work out today. You should just sleep in and like let your body rest. I think being in touch with what I actually need is critical. Um, Doing fun things with my daughter on the weekend. Absolutely love that. That's so much fun. Such a recharger. Cuddling with my dog. Like I love people, you know, can't go wrong with a dog. Um, I'm hoping we get back to traveling soon. I, I was just gonna ask you, have you have you ventured out to any areas around outside of Venice, like explored Florida? Because there's so many things to do here in Florida. So much stuff to do. There are like so many like hiking and state parks that we've gone to. We're I think this afternoon we might go check out like a natural spring or a lake and that. So, so much. Yeah. Very cool. So being with nature, being with your daughter and kind of that kind of puts you kind of recharges you and it's like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to go. I love that. Um, So we're halfway through 2021. Obviously you're, you're (laughs) the end of 2020 to beginning of 2021 has been, whoa, but I'm, I still have to ask, how's it going for you? How do you how do you feel at this moment now that we're in June? I feel good. I think I felt a little discouraged by the delay in the manufacturing, but I was able to talk myself off the ledge and say, you can't control any of this. Like you can't control COVID ending. You can't control the manufacturer. Like you just you know you're gonna press on. Um, and I worked through kind of a difficult conversation with them too, right? So I think that that was just huge personal and professional growth as well. They kind of wanted to walk away from the table. And I said, look, guys, we both have so much time and resources invested in this thing right now. Like, let's just finish this project and then we can go our separate ways if that's the right thing to do. But, you know, being able to like calm myself down and and wait a couple days to have that conversation with them was critical. So I think we're, we'll be able to push through that. We'll still have a delay, but you know, it's, it's a learning process. I can't believe I've gotten this far already. Like people are like, talk about this, like you've been doing it for a while and I'm really I know. searching and understanding when I first started, I would turn on YouTube videos on my phone. And like, while I was jogging on the treadmill in the mornings and just listen to YouTube videos and stuff, Um, and now like in order to have content for social media, I do a lot of research and understanding, like what are other people doing to be sustainable? What are some of the fabrics that people are using? So yeah, I feel pretty good about where, where, where I am right now. As you should, um, who are, before I go into my quick get to know who are, do you have a mentor? Do you kind of have, I know you have your interns and you have your team, um, you know, that you have, but who do you kind of go to, to kind of, and I don't want to say put you in place, but maybe kind of bring you back down, you know, and say, look, mm-hmm. get it together, Jill, or are you still working on finding someone? So yeah. So do you have a mentor? Are there, is there a specific podcast that you listen to, or do you refer to a certain book? Like, what are your, where do you, where did your inspiration come from yeah. on? Like, let's say the boss babe. <laughs> Yep. Status. Yep. 
Yeah, um, I don't have a mentor, definitely looking for one. So I'm hoping to find like someone local that's into fashion that I could, that I could work with. So that's kind of my next step actually. Um, and then I did have a career coach. We just ended, I think a couple weeks ago. So she was great. We got through the whole process and basically what came out of it was that I need to have more fun in my life. Like my life is very unbalanced and I tend to be that way. I have a lot of drive and when my eyes are set on something, I kind of focus on that. So I gotta have more fun. Um, I listened to a great book over the last couple of weeks called Own the Day, Own Your Life by Aubrey Marcus. And, you know, it's just really, it was very positive. It was about like, how do you own your day? It starts with a daily routine, like morning routine, which I 100% agree. And then like your diet and your stress levels and how do you relax at night? And again, the theme came up, how do you relax at night? And this is where I struggle. So, um, that's kind of my, and I don't drink. So something he suggested is having like a Zavia cream soda. So it's alcohol, right? And it's not something sugary. What about like a chamomile tea? What about teas? Any teas? Tea's great. Yep. He brought up tea. Yeah. You know, what's a great tea that actually we drink it as a family. I even give it to my three and a half year old, <laughs> um, you know, to kind of calm him down, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. um, obviously I don't give him a whole full cup. I mean, it, it's natural tea, but still. Puka, the Puka P U K K A oh. nighttime tea. And when we get off, I'll run um when we're like done officially recording, I'll send yeah. you a pic. It is it tastes so good. Every okay. time I have it, it brings me just down. And it's just like a natural, like, ooh, like you're just you feel good and you're ready to sleep. And I'll sleep and I'll right. I'm good okay. and I sleep. I and for someone that. like my, even my husband, because my husband is is um my husband's addicted to research, which I, yeah. God bless his heart. Like he's just always reading something and I, I love it. Right. Cause he just does, he's always reading something and always whatever. And so his mind is kind of always on a go. And even that, you know, that the, he'll drink that and we're all like, Ooh, okay. It's, it's like eight o'clock and we're ready to go. So yeah, that's a yeah. good thing. But you actually even gave me a good question to ask my guests because I think we're so focused on morning routines and self-care, which are just moments in time. I think a bigger question is what do you do to relax that night? Mm -hmm. Because not a lot of people, I think if really thought of what do they do for their unwind time? And I think as an entrepreneur, which I'm learning now, because now I'm, I'm getting into that is, oh my gosh, I could be from the computer to my iPad and I'm on the couch and I'm in my planner again, thinking of what's coming next. And I'm not really um, like, um, not digressing, but you know, I'm not really coming down in a healthy way where I'll watch TV because I'm still wired. And then it's like midnight yes. and I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Like I need to be sleeping. So gosh, you just made, that's a great point. Like, yeah. What do you do to relax that night? Yeah. And then for a while we were running around, like I had my, my daughter in ukulele lessons and then we're doing yeah. and like I was coaching the soccer team and all that. So for the summer, we're actually taking a break from all that. Like we're only doing, she's at summer camp. I'm working and that's it. And we're just gonna relax for the summer. So we'll see how it goes. But it's like, I do only try to put her into one activity at a time anyway, just because she doesn't get overloaded. And plus it's us as parents that have to run them around everywhere. So it's like the added stress of get work, go get her at school, go get her where she needs to be, da, 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 get home, make dinner. And it's just like, oh my gosh, we just need a break from it. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think as, as parenthood, with parenthood, I think as they get older, that's going to be the difficult part, because I feel like I remember growing up and I loved riding my bike and I was outside all the time, right? You know, it's just what we did. Um, I would watch TV, of course, but I loved being outside climbing trees. Yeah. And unfortunately, our kids don't have that. And for me, I know it's also like, even though my son is three and a half, I can't imagine putting, sending him outside at eight or nine years old by himself. Like, I just can't. Yeah. He'd have to be like in our backyard. I'd have to have a million eyes on him. And it's disappointing, you know? Um, but to your point, it's like, but then you want to put him in too many things because then it's overwhelming. But then we also want to make them bored because they should understand that they can be with themselves and just reading a book or not doing anything. But then if they can't go outside, so it's that, it's I think hard. it's hard. Yeah. You know? So she was in theater twice a week for like an hour, hour and a half each night. And it was like early enough. The timing was just right that we could like eat dinner and then take her. And then I could take that time to focus on my business. So that was super helpful yeah. too loud and so 
activities like that where you can drop them off and socialize with other kids and then you can go get that's yes is like whoo, golden like it's yeah amazing. yeah and actually, before I go into my quick get to know, I will ask one more um, this question because it did come to mind. How was the transition and move from her because she's younger? Did she have friends? Was she okay? Was she welcoming with it? How has that been for her? Yeah, um, she's super resilient. She had, it was a really tough year, honestly, for her. So her father moved away the end of, um, so November 2019. So just before COVID hit. So he moved. We all used to live in Vermont, New Hampshire area. We lived an hour away from him. She would go there every weekend. Mm -hmm. Ended up moving to North Carolina really abruptly, like two weeks notice, hey, I'm moving. And the whiplash from that, I think, was probably worse than us relocating here. There was some stuff, like I was kind of worried she was waiting for him to come home. And it was just sure. heavy. And those memories, you know, like what it's of like- Of course. Wake up and the memories are just sitting there. And that was really, I was like, we're out of here. Like, we don't need to be here anymore. We stayed there, you know, so that she could keep that relationship with him. So I think moving here was probably good. Like, it definitely had its pros and cons. She did phenomenal in school. Like, she was way behind because of the remote learning. And, like, at a kindergarten, first grade level when we got here. And the school was just great. They got her back up to par. She's like... She, did she like crushed it at school. And I even told her, I'm like, between a move, you know, she had to deal with some bullying stuff at school and then her dad and all of that heavy, heavy stuff. She just excelled. And I was like, I'm literally so proud of you. I don't know how, how I don't know how you went. She's only seven. So she's this little, oh, my heart. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, we don't give our little people the credit, no. man, for the little resiliency that these little brains of the little stuff that they're going through. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kudos to her. But look at her mama. Look at you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you have to, that has to make you feel so good that you're like, wow you know, either she's listening to what I'm saying as far as, you know, I don't know if you tell her affirmations, but I'm sure even just in your regimen of how you do things. Um, obviously, I don't know you, but based on you talking of kind of understanding, you know, so I can see. So yeah, that must make you feel so good because it's like, it's rubbing off of, you know, yeah. your discipline and you kind of your resiliency of like, no, we're going to do this and look, because that's huge. That's, that's awesome. So good, yeah. good for you. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. good. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into my quick get to know. So I know you mentioned a couple of books, but do you have uh, another favorite book or one that you really want to recommend here? Yeah. So I think the third one, so I mentioned The Morning Miracle on the Day on Your Life. And then the third one would be Mind Hacking by Sir John Hargrove. And I think he actually talk specifically about addiction issues in his book too so I could really relate to him as an author all three of them are like self-help books but I think they're so positive too that just we just need positivity in our lives so those are the three I would recommend awesome if you could turn back the time and talk to your 18 year old self what would you tell her I would tell her to do what she wants not what everybody else is telling her to do yes What's the best advice you've ever received? And it could be anything. It could be life, motherhood, business. Um, yeah, I think actually in the book I was listening to last week, he said, you know, behind that mountain is another mountain, right? I think we get so stressed out when we hit tribulations that it's like, you survived 100% of the bad days and tribulations you faced that you thought you couldn't, you thought, how am I going to get through this, right? And you've survived all those things. So just have faith that you're going to get through this thing too. And then guess what? There's going to be something else beyond that. But you survived 100% of the bad days and the tribulations you've had. So it'll, you'll get through. Thousand percent. What has motherhood taught you? Oh, patience. Patience is probably the biggest one. Um, for sure. Patience. patience. <laughs> that, that seems to be a common theme on here with all the mothers I've talked to. I think, um, yeah, and it's interesting because I would love to understand, and maybe I'll, I'll talk to a psychologist who can, who can dive deep into that when I go into my next 50 episodes, but men don't have that. Like maybe you'll hear a couple of them be like, yeah, patience, but 
I don't know, man. I think it's something with moms where it just like, it just really, you have patience because you're like, no. And I don't know if it's because we're the go-to parent. So it's like, it's a, it's just what it is. But yeah, I, I think, I think the underlining thing for all the mothers is patience is somewhere is like, yeah, that's like top, top one. So yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting because men, they just don't. It's not the same. Like my husband looks at me. He's like, what are you, what are you, why are you getting so? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, and then I'm like, no patience. It's okay. Yeah. I'm like, why are they so not wired that way? You know? I don't know. I know that's crazy. Well, yeah. I moms tend to keep the house together. Like I actually was kind of thinking about this to myself, like during COVID, if all the women just stopped and like only focused on homeschooling their kids and doing the one thing, like the economy and everything just stopped, right? Like women, we really drive. We do. Thing. And so I'm like, of course, you know, we want things on time. We need yeah. to be ready have a plan right so it's just stress we just have a plan we know where everything is like i'll even my, my son and my husband's like where's this and i'll i'll vision like nope it's behind this and this and i'm like yeah and i'm planning what's for dinner and i'm like oh shit i gotta take the laundry out i have yep. to do this and yep. i'm like wow <laughs> you know i gotta answer that email back i have to respond to this lady i have a podcast to edit yeah i'm like holy man wow we really are some yeah, man. Kudos to us, boy. Yeah. But yes. anyway, <laughs> do you have, um, and I, I think, I know the podcast world can't see, but um, I know you're looking like, yes, yes. Because it's like, that's, we just know the things that we know and the things that we do. Um, I, I, I'll say this one thing. I would always laugh because my husband would take my son to the park and I'm like, did you, did you bring water? Oh no. I'm like, okay. Mind you, I might have a podcast to do. So even some of these podcasts, like same thing, like you said, you have the podcast and you're like, that might be the only thing I do for the day. Because for me, sometimes I'm like the mental capacity yeah. to talk, you know, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I'm getting ready for my podcast. I, we have, I have to go food shopping and you couldn't remember water on a hot summer Florida day. Mm -hmm. Just didn't register. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, I probably should have. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, thankfully the park is just, you know, down the street and there's a water fountain there that our son could have had but it's like those little things that I just I'm like wow like you know yeah so yeah kudos yeah. kudos to us and I think but, like we're wired to think of things like that but what people don't get is like we're not necessarily wired to be patient than men we have to work on that literally you have to be like okay I started listening to a book about parenting this morning and I'll see if it's good but she was so honest. Like she started right in the beginning and said like, we love our kids, but some days you just don't like them. And it's really hard to be patient with them. And it's you know, like a horrible mom for thinking that, but it's like, oh my God, just because we do everything and take care of everything does not mean we were like blessed with this extra patience. Yeah. That we're just going to be like, sure. It's just, sure. It's okay that you can call my name 30 million times and you're going at the thing. You're like, no. <laughs> Yeah, yes. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. And, you know, we could talk a whole thing of like how we were raised and generational and trying to break the peaceful and not being whatever. Um, mm -hmm. My son told me this morning, because I'll do this thing, this face with him when he's just there and I'll go mm -hmm, and I'll do like, a all right, now let's go. Yeah. Three and a half years old. He looked at me and he said, why do you do that? And I swear to God. And I said, when I do what? And he goes, why do you make that face? So I was like, it's just, I'm just being, I'm like, cause I was like, come on, Jace. He did. I did it again. I did it this morning. And he goes, I don't like when you do that. And I said, why? He goes, it doesn't make me feel good. I was like, oh shit. Because I'll do the face. I'll be like, mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, now let's, let's go. Like, I don't, I don't have time. Or if he's like doing something that's whatever. And I'll do like a fake smile. So yeah. now he's, and I would catch him searching for my face when yeah. after, now that he told me, I'm like, oh, that's why he would look for my face. Cause he's probably like, hmm. She doesn't want to do this or she doesn't yeah. do it when I do this. And he's like, no, it doesn't make me feel good. And I'm like, oh, my son is three and a half years old. And he just told me it doesn't make him feel good when I do a facial expression that to me, I just do. Cause yeah. I'm like, mm -hmm. and I'm like, wow. I said, okay. So I looked at him. I was like, I'm sorry. And I will, I will work on not doing that. I said, I don't mean it. And I'm having, how I'm talking to you is like how I'm talking to him. And I'm like, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. I, I didn't mean to, it's just you know, mommy's looking at you and he's like, well, I don't like it. I'm like, okay. 
I'm sorry. Wow. How amazing though for him to have the words yeah. and feel safe to say those things. That's I know. Yeah, I actually kind of got the chills because I don't think it's registered. Like, like I said, it just kind of happened this morning, but he had mentioned it a few times and I would see him He just search my face. He's like, I don't like that. I'm like, wow. And I was telling my mom and my sister and my sister's like, yeah, we know the face you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, is it that whatever? And she's like, no, but you know, I guess to him, he's like, maybe it registers with him. Like, I know you're trying to say like, I'm either being a pain in the butt or you're trying to make it seem like I'm funny, but I'm not, but it doesn't feel yeah. good. Um, I'm all about like the peaceful parenting and, and, and trying to really, because I feel like our children are being raised in a different time. And if they can't come to us, yeah, you know, I think that's probably one of my biggest fears, you know, of just having that open communication because with the addictions, oh goodness, that could be a whole nother thing, but yeah. Jade the other day, cause I had told her, we're talking about advocating for herself mm. The, the bullying issues at school were significant enough that like she, and I think she didn't feel like there was a safe adult to go to, which it ended up, her instincts were right on, like amazing. So I ended up going in and talking to the administration and whatever. And she was like, I'm really sorry that I caused you all that stress. And I was like, no, I am your mom. And this is why I'm here. And this issue was too big for you to handle by yourself. And I said, it was too big, big for the adults to handle by ourselves either. Like we didn't even come to a good consensus on this issue. And I said that, you know, it's not, it is not you at all. And then the other day she like, sometimes it's a little bit quiet and I think she didn't ask for water at camp or something. It's like getting hot down here. So I really, I, she stood up North too. And I'm like, look, you know, up there was okay. Cause like you wouldn't pass out from the heat and the sweat. But I said down here, it's more serious and you have to, you have to use your words and, and ask for water. Yeah. And however I phrased it, she took it like she never advocates for something. And then last night on the way home from camp said, mommy, I don't want to make you mad, but I just want you to know, I do sometimes ask for what I need. And I said, yeah, I know you do. Absolutely. Like, I agree. And I said, I'm sorry if you thought I meant that you never ask for what you need, because you definitely do ask for what you need most of the time. And I said, but I just, I really worry about the water because like you, you'll get severely dehydrated down here. So it's amazing that like these kids can vocalize, yeah. process what's going on in their mind. And like, as a parent, it's so helpful. Like, I know have that you're like okay but I think we I think we did have that but I think we were ingrained and I, you know and I don't you know my parents did I, I my my house was vocal look the way I'm vocal I was mm -hmm. raised in a home that at least I was allowed to express myself to some to mm -hmm. to a degree I think there was still some of that because I said so type business um yeah. that's just what that's just what it was but I think we had that I think we're just now learning that that's not necessarily the best way to do it and I think we are, our generation of parents now are just more conscious of that so that we can let our children know, like, no, it's okay to talk and tell me no matter yeah. what, because they have access to this. And yeah. if, and even if you, if you try not to give it to them, their friend may have a cell phone. Oh yeah. You know, I, I have friends who have older kids that I hear the stories and I'm like, oh man, I'm not ready for that. And they're like, that's why you need to have the open conversation and communication yeah. because you may not be talking about it but better believe when they yes. get to school they're hearing about it so yes. we have to have the open conversations with them mm -hmm. you know but I know we're digressing so I'm sure we can we can go into a whole thing <laughs> about this um but do you have any um any final thoughts to the podcast world anything you want to say before we actually before we go into that why don't you tell everyone how they can find you how they can reach you your Instagram yes. I'll also put it in the show notes once this post, you know, your, your website, but how they could reach you and then any final thoughts. Okay. Um, yeah. So we have Instagram and Facebook and it's at brave original designs. And then we also have a website, www.braveoriginaldesigns.com. We have an email newsletter. You can sign up and, you know, feel free. I'm running the social media. So feel free to say hi. It'll be me answering. So I love that still. Um, and love to hear from people. 
That's awesome. I love that you said that because I think the fact that you're still the business, you're the business owner and founder and you're still answering that. I think that's so important. One of my clients, um, she's still so hands on with her business and I'm completely blown away because I was like, I hope to be that way because I've worked with some podcast guests that they have a team. And look, I get it. Not everyone can have that. Um, but I was so blown away. She still answers her LinkedIn. And I mean, she's been on a TED talk. She spoke at a Facebook event and she's still so, she's like, no, every, any woman I can talk to that might could possibly be an opportunity for my business, or if I can help, she's like, why not? And I'm like, yes, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. You know? Yeah. Same, same. So that's awesome. Okay. So any final thoughts? Um, let's see. Yeah, I was going to say, if you want something, go get it. There's never going to be a good time. (laughs) Things are never going to get easier. So if you want something, you have to get it and just start now. I love it. Well, Jill, it's been a pleasure talking to you and chatting. You're in Florida. I'm actually going to be on the West Coast in August. I'll be in um, Anna Maria Island off of, it's just Northwest of Sarasota area. Yeah, that's like so close to me. They say it's supposed to be one of the quaintest, um, best little like towns in one the United States. So I'm so yes. excited. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'll message you. Maybe we'll meet up for something. Oh, that'd be so something. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love that. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure, Jill. Have a wonderful weekend. Take care. Thank you. All right. Thank you for joining me this week on the Mamas Know Best We Got Something to Say podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, NGC Consulting, where you can find them at NicoleGConsulting.com. For more motherhood resources, check out TheMotherhoodVillage.com. Make sure to subscribe to our show so you'll never miss an episode. And if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or recommendation to a friend works too. And join us next time for another amazing conversation. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.